run around in a wild, unruly, out of control manner. Manner. Hello and welcome to the Run of My Podcast presented by Juncture Magazine. Thank you for joining us for episode 6.0 today. As always, I'm joined by my compadre to my left, Carson Cooper. What's going on, everyone? And to my right, we got Caleb Beer. Hello, friends. Straight across from me, looking handsome as ever, we have Mm-mm-mm. producer Gary. What up? And you know what? We're recording this special Halloween day episode. Yeah, it uh, is Halloween. And so if it gets a little spooky, don't be surprised. You're listening to this <laughs> at the start of November. But today, Thursday, October 31st, and we have a lot to get through. So we have talked about, uh, obviously, the last couple of weeks have been dominated by both Kanye and the NBA. And and that's really the niche uh, topics of this podcast. Yeah, we're staying on track. Yeah. And we absolutely are staying on track today. <laughs> we got Kanye. And we got NBA. A little bit of NBA. A little bit of NBA as well. (laughs) So last week, we literally... Oh, man. It was infuriating. We waited up so late for the album. Mm -hmm. It didn't come out. We were hoping to get it the morning before we recorded the podcast. Didn't come out. So we talked about uh, the IMAX film, kind of the hype surrounding uh, the album, the anticipation, uh, our excitement. And then no... What do you think was maybe no more than 15 minutes after we leave yeah. producer Gary's house yeah, probably not recording. even that long not even yeah. that we're literally in the car on the way home and it comes out and I'm slouched in the passenger seat yeah. refreshing Twitter and, and there it is and for a few reasons we, we weren't able to get together this weekend and do a kind of recap podcast right. so we're doing it now it's a little I wouldn't even say that late less uh, you know it's you been know what? it's got given us some time to let sink in I actually, yeah. actually kind of like that yeah, yeah I agree. we listened to it how many times like two straight through and then we just pretty much I'm sure all of us just kept listening to it yeah absolutely really all week and so we kind of had a lot of time like you said to digest it for sure um and honestly me and Gary love ourselves Kanye um and then there's Carson and Caleb who are our borderline I don't want to use the word disciples, but it's close. <laughs> so I think you guys are like, I have like, look, I love the album. I have, I have my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I, I have thoughts on sort of the criticisms, criticisms around it. But I guess I, th- I have a feeling that this conversation is going to be dominated by you two who are, or look, I don't want to set you up as experts, <laughs> but I thought you probably have a lot. Kills rolling up his sleeves right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's looking hungry. He's looking ready, ready, to go. ready to feast. So I'll ask you first, Coop, what was your favorite song on the album? And, and give us a reason why too. Okay. So this was tough because going into it, I think I had a favorite song and I didn't even know what was going to be on the album. Okay. And uh, it's because of the, the Yandy leaks from a while back. And this snippet from what is now called Use This Gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was so beautiful. And just hearing from all the, like, the listening parties what he had done to it and the changes he had made. Um, that's kind of what I was I was most excited for. And it, I mean, it eventually panned out to be my favorite song on the album. Uh, it's a powerful song and it's full of like wonderful features. Well, you know this. It's it's also mine. We share that. We same do share the, song. the mine, same song. Mine as well. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Whoa, Gary, I kind of feel left out now. Yeah, okay. put it in air horn right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mine's, <laughs> mine's hands on, so yeah, I'm not one. I mean, 
it's a great solid song. song. Yeah, solid song. I will not bash that. That's yeah. kind of better though, because "Use This Gospel" was like kind of like the the like hit that came. Yeah, out that's yeah. the that's yeah. the banger. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's the. Sure. But I, I mean, feel like clips. Kenny G. Kenny G. Oh. Kenny G. Is really. Uh, that's where it's wonderful. Well, yeah, that felt like I don't know. Uh, that to me felt like such a wild card, yeah. and it. I mean. I asked you guys what mm-hmm. you guys thought. I don't know. I wonder if Kenny G is respected within the jazz community. I really have no idea. That's a good Because he's such I a... I don't know. know anything less he's than like jazz. He's like a big but... sort of like mm-hmm. mainstream, yeah. almost like yeah. not to be disrespectful, but you, you kind of use that name in, in sort of a, a joking manner sometimes. Kenny G. Um, like, like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like that. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever done that before you, but... <laughs> it, it, but it's so fitting. Like the sax works beautifully beautiful. there. And I said to you... Mm. Uh, I love. I think, I think my favorite Kanye is when he's doing, uh, like hitting those really simple uh, singing notes yeah. in songs like "Use This Gospel" because he keeps it to such a small range where he, yeah, yeah. like right within his range. Exactly. And obviously, he like he's being helped by like, sure auto tune, but sure. it's it's oh, dude, it's beautiful. It's beautiful yeah, is what it is, and it's so it's so simple yeah. too. Um, it's not only like a ton of range, but he just he just nails every mm-hmm. pitch. But why is it your favorite song here? I mean, nothing really different than what Carson was saying. It's probably the most like repeatable song in the album, or the song that stands out mm-hmm. on its own. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I also love Kanye's little um like singing sort of notes that are a little bit auto tuned. I think mm-hmm. we'll probably get into our least favorite song next, but I think his work on the back half of closed on sunday was saved a truly horrendous start to a mm-hmm. kanye song so i yeah, know I producer gary agrees with that as well don't yeah. like that don't like the first half it's, it's so bad it's yeah. one it's of the so worst verses and that's the ever. and I, I think next question i'm going to ask you guys for uh, maybe a one through ten rating on the album uh but i think the the unfortunate part of closed on sunday is that and this is maybe fault to my own when a song comes up if i hate the first, especially if I hate the first like Five full seconds. thirty <laughs> seconds of it, yeah. I'm definitely like, unfortunately, ninety percent of the time, I'm just gonna skip it. And you know, what? I'm mm-hmm. the exact same way. Like yeah. if I'm if I'm driving or whatever, I'll just skip the song if I don't like the the beginning of it. But in this specific case with closed on Sunday, I think that's it's it's criminal because it's worth it. I, it's worth the wait. It is worth Dude, the wait yeah. because it goes from one of uh, one of the more cringy verses I've heard in a long time. <laughs> the ending to close. I think I'm with you. The closing yeah. to end on uh, the closing. The ending to closed on Sunday mm-hmm. might be my favorite part from the entire album. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's and, yeah. And I don't think that's like crazy by any means. No. I do think like it is. And my you know what? Loss, you, know what but... you know what solidified that for me is yeah. his performance on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. Okay. Um, they did it with the entire like Sunday service, yeah. mm-hmm. um, like percussion and choir. And it's it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. If you mm-hmm. haven't, I think I sent it to you. Yeah, you sent it to me. I, I gave it a watch. And it is uh, the video was horrible quality, but it's it, they still since, came they since released it. Yeah, 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 I had to do yeah. some funny things to <laughs> yeah. to get that off the internet. But yeah, <laughs> and so I guess I'll start with you, Beer. Uh, and I didn't prep you for this whatsoever. I'm putting yeah. you on the spot right now, uh, so it's defensible if if you end up not wanting to stick with it two weeks from now. But okay. one through um, ten uh, with. Uh, Points in between, you know, eight point seven, seven point two, whatever you want. Yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no rookie scores. Uh, what would you rate this album? Okay, well, the issue here is it's always like my comparing it to other Kanye albums I hear and other you, pieces of his. You music. tell me your rating and you give me the justification yeah, okay. for it. Uh, However, you yeah. <laughs> in terms of just other music in the genre that's coming out, mm-hmm. I'm saying. 
point nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's the score I'm going with. Hmm. Uh, you, you did in terms of like rap as a genre. Yeah. I think that's the way to do. It. I mean, yeah. Because he's already on such a like he's already in the upper echelon, obviously. Yeah, of artists generally. So comparing it to just his work feels unfair to him. Like, how mm-hmm. are you supposed to, especially when it's so different, right? It's tough to compare. I think it's like. This album is so comparable to Yay, but it's just like in many ways. I don't know is, how yeah, to know do it mean. because I relate to the content in this album a lot less than I do with Yay. But the production is like far superior to what yeah, was exactly. on Yay, so I don't like really know how to like measure sure. that out in my head. But yet. from what you've listened to, and we're actually coming out with uh, got a plug every episode. We're coming out <laughs> uh, with an article of our top twenty-five albums of the year at the end of December. So just looking. For the December of, uh, issue of Junction, looking at th- through those albums, like that's what I'm basing off of. What have I heard True. recently? And I mean, there have been a number of of really good to uh, decent rap albums this this year, and this one is like my second favorite of the year. Yeah, this would be uh, and I would if someone said well. it's the best. Yeah, yeah, I, like, yeah. I'm I'm yeah I'm gonna give it a yeah. 8.9. I'll be yeah. a sheep and follow beer. Yeah. I'll go 8.8. What about you, Gary? How'd you enjoy it in comparison to... Um, yeah, I kind of like looking at it like as a whole, the whole scope of hip-hop, because yeah. like, comparing it to Kanye is just like... It's, that's a tough... You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I was really swayed originally by like all the people who were saying like it wasn't what they expected, because they were expecting old Kanye. But after listening to it a couple times, I think I'd give it like an eight, eight point three. I, okay, I wasn't like right. as big of a fan as you guys, but sure. it's a solid album. No, and like, and that's a fair, that's a criticism. I, and I'm on Twitter more than most. Same with Coop, and <laughs> and so we see a ton of that criticism. Yeah, and yeah. and I know me and Coop have actually uh, already had this conversation about how we feel about it. I, Carson. How about you? Kind of address how sure. you feel about that criticism of being like, I guess. If, what would you say the criticism was mostly? Well, I think the criticism really stemmed from two areas. The first one would be, I don't like or I don't relate to the content. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Okay. Right? Yeah. And he went in a completely different re- direction with the, sure. with the content. Can't you, get mad at that. Yeah, you can't all. get mad at that. And number two, it just pretty much sounded like it's not what they wanted. Yeah, or that they're, they weren't really listening to what it was going to be. Exactly. Like, you weren't like, prepped for it properly. If, yeah, if it's, this goes back to the IMAX movie. Yeah, if it's exactly not what that. you're expecting, then you weren't paying attention. You weren't paying attention mm-hmm. to yeah. any. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. yeah. Show up on like, time to IMAXs. Yes. <laughs> Better 30 minutes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, buyer beware. Like, if yes. you're going to invest exactly. yourself into something, yeah. maybe look, like, this is, uh, it was pretty clear that it was not going to mm-hmm. be Yeah, I saw someone like ranting on their story about, like, oh, Kanye used to be, like, spreading this like good message and talking all about, about all these deep political topics mm. and then now he's not doing this on yeah. his new album it's like I, well i mean eh. in terms of me being able to personally relate mm-hmm. to yeah. my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah. Yeah, when exactly. i was a tween i mean <laughs> n- not at all yeah yeah <laughs> now no less less <laughs> less yeah so i look i I maybe understand if it's not your preference. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I think it's a little. um, I don't know what the word is. It's not super honest though, because like, like I don't understand YG songs, but like I have no idea. I don't. I I don't relate at all to like selling drugs and like being a gangbanger. But like, it's if it's a good song, I'm still gonna listen to it. So like, the idea that this one because it's about religion, you can't hold the same like notion doesn't really make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. Mm And I guess it's heavier. It's almost, uh, it's kind of a more exclusive um, 
I guess, topic, right? If you're not yeah, yeah. in on it, then yeah. you are sort of diametrically opposed to religion, right? right? You kind of feel like more of an outsider maybe. Um, but I, t- I totally know what you mean. And yeah, I've never related to a Kanye song before in terms of lyricism. Mm-hmm. But that, that's, I mean, that's certainly not yeah. why I listen to it. But for people to put up the argument saying that like it's not a good album musically. I don't think you can argue that it at stops all. At, like yeah, you like, can't objectively point to something. like there, right. it's not a basketball player where you can look at advanced analytics and say, well, this yeah. is a better player than than this player. Like, I think for people saying that they want kind of like what Gary was saying earlier, they want the old Kanye. I mean, Kanye from 15 years ago, as we all know, or 10 years ago, or five years ago, or two years ago, is not the Kanye that we have today, and that's just the nature of him, but also the nature of any artist ever. Yeah, if you. Today, if you're an artist and today you put out the same kind of material you did 15 years ago, I personally think that's kind of sad. You you said pathetic. I did say pathetic earlier. And you know what? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll go with that. Um, And we said right before we started recording, I I think this was a a fine example that just popped in my head. We were trying to think of artists that did not evolve. And I'll tell you this right. And I said Eminem is Mm -hmm. is the artist that has not changed. And obviously you look at his recent stuff and that's for the worse. And Gary said, well, like, it's obviously worse than it was, but I think that's inevitable. If you're not evolving, yeah. it's you're going to come down off that peak. For sure. And I it's something that, I think that's a huge part of of being one of the greatest artists of all time. For sure. And being think, able to evolve. Exactly. And I think um, we're lucky as Kanye fans that we get to see him kind of test out these different genres within mm-hmm. rap and do, like, a really good job at them. Yeah. Rather than saying stagnant, I think that's, that's much preferable to me. Mm-hmm. The difference is, like, the whole old Kanye and new Kanye thing doesn't really make sense to me because every single Kanye album yep. is so like was, narcissistic in it yeah. in like a good way and that it's solely based on him. It's just where he's at when the album comes exactly. out. So it's just constantly evolving. Like old Kanye wasn't all the exact same. Like it's not some like mm-hmm. the, everyone wants to make this like cutoff point. Graduation where old Kanye, to my beautiful dark yeah, where, where, old Kanye kind of ends. Yeah, and but then, yeah. that's just because you, maybe you don't like the album after that. But yeah. it's he's a different person every time. Every, there's everyone. not two different ones. There's yeah. like a, there's what eight or ten of albums he mm-hmm. has now. And I ones. I think it's a little and I I don't know how you guys would feel about this as as Kanye disciples, but sometimes I find <laughs> it just it sounds a little obnoxious <clears> that he he will really go out of his way to say i am so ahead of my time right there was that sort of one um it was in one interview recently where oh it was the zane low um interview where he says no actually where he talks about how he's wearing fleece and everyone's gonna be wearing (laughs) fleece in 20 years okay okay yeah sure but there's there's truth to (laughs) you know we'll see yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, we'll see could be right but there is actually truth to I, I think honestly every one of his article or articles, articles. albums <laughs> is ahead of its time. Like I remember when um, Jesus first came out, yeah. you and I Carson yeah. were both so not not disappointed, but we didn't know what to even think about it. As exactly. like how old were we at the time? Like yeah. fourteen, fifteen. Uh, we were in grade ten. Yeah. yeah. So and and it took a long time. It actually may have taken. Uh, years for, for sure. me to fully appreciate yeah, and the change from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to Jesus so drastic so drastic and yeah. I think not maybe not to the same extent but similar in the fact that there Jesus King is such a different album than other albums just from Kids He Goes for Ye to mm-hmm. Jesus King is kind of similar in the fact that it's just a complete new direction for Kanye yeah so I mm-hmm. think just naturally as we saw with Jesus that just takes a natural kind of progression for you to get used to it or to kind of appreciate it like you said yeah and yeah, I, I agree, and I think that maybe this is a comment on me, but every album, it takes maybe a year to to fully digest it. Like, I remember uh, 
Pablo. It was it took a like it took about a year for me to appreciate yeah. there there are almost every song on this sure. album is a masterpiece in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so different that t- you have to kind of recalibrate your expectations. And I think this album is primed to have that same effect on people. Exactly. Like I agree. I think Yay did like that was only last summer. That's crazy. Yeah, to think yeah. about. But I think that hasn't even had enough time to fully digest in people's uh, minds or, or in their taste, I guess, sure. and what they're into. Uh, I just think, in, I don't know in terms of fashion, if earth tones are going to be <laughs> all people are wearing in 10 yeah. years. But I think in terms of music, that's whether he would admit it or not. Music is what he knows better than anything sure. else. And that I'm never going to argue that he's not ahead of his time. Yeah. And I think it's always good that we see him kind of pushing the boundaries, um, both like lyrically, I guess, or content based and production, just kind of seeing that moving, I guess, rap as a genre kind of forward. Uh, maybe he thinks he's solely doing that himself, but (laughs) that's kind of Kanye. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. Honestly. Yeah. Just accept what you've got and don't, Oh man, I sound so holier (laughs) than now. So right now, but you you kind of know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't, wish for just accept it for what it is it's yeah. different and appreciate it for what it is too. exactly yeah so that being said we kind of went into a comprehensive look into the album and and honestly we'd love to hear your feedback if you want to dm us on instagram or, or write into juncture magazine at gmail.com we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, what you thought about the album but jumping into the nba it was a bit of uh, a crazy week obviously things are, are really ramping up we still really don't have it's a little weird for me to prepare stuff for the yeah. podcast. because four it is, or five games in. Yeah, yeah, it is so early. It's tough to make conclusions. Um, but we've talked about uh, a lot on our preview episode and then our last episode when we were only a couple games in. And so we're going to do uh, some looking back at predictions we've made, <laughs> uh, what we were wrong about, what we were right about, uh, or at least how that seems to have played out so far. And so we've done a lot of talking about rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us. Loved Zion Williamson. Yep. Unfortunately, then he got hurt. He's out for a little bit. Uh, and so we've kind of had to recalibrate our expectations for Rookie of the Year uh, and, and who the front runner could be. Um, but this isn't necessarily... I, I don't want to know who your Rookie of the Year is because, sure. again, it's so early. I just want to know who you are maybe most impressed by or who your favorite uh, rookie is so far. So, Carson, mm. I already know your answer. Yeah. And honestly, I think some of the people already know your answer I know, they, uh, because you've, you're following you've, along <laughs> yeah, if you've listened to the last couple episodes you understand who Carson's going to say but go ahead and, and talk about your favorite rookie so far do you want to say it on the count of three yeah let's do All it right, one two three Tyler, Tyler Harrow, Harrow. okay yeah. so Tyler Harrow is absolutely my favorite rookie so far people people thought this guy couldn't play ball I don't know who these people are <laughs> seems like a bit of a straw man <laughs> argument but uh, well, I mean like Gil brought up before um, a lot of people coming out of Kentucky looks so one-dimensional in the sense that Kentucky's such a powerhouse. That's such a good take. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought about that yeah. since a few times. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh. yeah, so have I. But like, yeah. Devin Booker was your initial example. Yeah. Devin Booker came off the bench and look at Devin Booker in the NBA. Yeah, Jamal Murray. Jamal, yeah, yeah, exactly. So PJ Washington now. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure. Time, um, time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, they come into the league and you can see, oh, they're more than just a shooter. And Tyler Harrow has been super impressive so far um, mm-hmm. in their game against the Hawks. 29 points, 75% from three, 77.8% field goal percentage. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. What um, I like about him most, too, is his... Because, look, the shooting is impressive. Yeah. Um, but but when I look at rookies, I also kind of take it with a grain of salt in terms of people are going to learn how to guard them. Yeah. Right? 
this kid has such <laughs> a chip on his shoulder. He does. Like, he's a bad. He does. He yeah. is. Yeah, he like is. he'll talk to someone uh, running back on defense. Oh, I love afterwards. it. I love and, it. And he's serious. Yeah, like he's he not he just. Is. He yeah. knows he's a bucket guy. Yeah, <laughs> get buckets when he wants to. He's and a bucket. So, what have you thought about the Heat start so far? I know Beer really had a lot of faith in Heat, and in the back of my mind, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I, I had a little bit of doubt in them because you look at. I think you said it. Jimmy Butler led teams um, when he was the number one guy, and like those Chicago teams for for those couple of years, those were about five hundred teams, and I thought this roster had about the same amount of talent. But so far, Coop, with the addition of Tyler Harrow, this yeah. looks like a real, um, I wouldn't say maybe contending team in the East, but sure. they're a threat to make it to but the Eastern Conference they're, Finals. They're hot right now. Sure. And I think Tyler Harrow's a big big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in their one loss that they had, um, I think he only had eight points and shot 33%. And mm-hmm. the other ones, he was a big contributor. So just goes to show that you know he does make an impact on the floor a real piece uh he is a real piece yeah, yeah. and and jimmy butler almost after every game they ask him like what do you think of your rookie and every time mm-hmm. he says the same thing he's like i don't know why anybody's surprised at this like, yeah he's yeah. a real player yeah and he really does contribute so yeah. i think it's a huge reason why they're tough to get praise right from jimmy butler if it you're a young sure dude. is yeah. <laughs> he's like built for jimmy butler to love him though everything that carson just mentioned is exactly that, what that chippiness wiggins and that, and that, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah uh so beer going to you who who is your favorite? Um, mine, far? not quite as uh, like spicy of a pick as Carson's, mm. but I have Ja Morant. He's yeah. just number two pick. Yeah, number two pick. Out of Murray State. Yeah, so I think like maybe a little bit at Murray State, the few games we were able to watch him play, he's just so much more athletic than guys at whatever conference that is, Ohio mm-hmm. Valley, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you didn't really see him like making like super clean plays and stuff. He was just overpowering people and being a lot more athletic. It's also a better shooter. How much can we read into it? He's going against lower level yeah. talent. Than- yeah, even lower level talent on his team with yeah. him. But he looks like incredibly smooth. He makes smart plays. He's averaging um, 17 points, 17 mm-hmm. and a half points, five rebounds or five assists, sorry, three and a half rebounds a game. Yeah. 43% three point shooting already, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. 50% from the field, two steals a game. Had that incredible setup for the game winner for yeah. um, who shot Crowder. that? Jay Crowder. Oh, Jay Crowder. Yeah. yeah. That, w- that is. Uh, that might be my favorite play from a rookie so far. So, so smart, so cool. It Both of them like, though. That little pocket yeah, exactly. pass started yeah, off yeah, from yeah. Crowder was beautiful. It looked almost identical to that Villanova yeah. play yeah. like three or four yeah. years ago I, that I won them the national championship. Yeah, I saw, I saw a whole compilation of plays the exact same way. Oh, so that little sweet. shovel pass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he that first of all that was such a smart decision because he was hot at the time too. Mm-hmm. So if he were to shoot that, no one's no one's gonna fault him for it. Very few people are gonna right. say that's a stupid shot. Exactly. Yeah, but. That's a shot you almost want yeah. a oh, guy exactly. in that position to But take. he made yeah. the smart decision. He's also been Played willing smart. to shoot uh, the three as well. You mentioned the percentage Very there. well, too. Um, and and my, I didn't even really have expectations for him to really knock down shots. I just didn't want him scared to shoot it. And yeah. I don't know. The like the form is what, what it is. I'm sure uh, that's something that usually develops pretty well in the NBA. Um, but look, he's, he's knocking it down at a decent rate. And the thing that's crazy to watch is... Uh, his bounce is, is crazy just in terms of how quick he's able to get up. Like it looks yeah. like he's he's off two feet. He'll like it looks like he's going for a hop step. He just and then springs. He's he's I, just yeah, at the I love he's that. It's like rim. it's like the rust thing where like mm-hmm. the second jump getting back up is so fast so compared to everyone else. And off like two yeah. feet yeah. too. Yeah. He's really, really that's a great pick. Um yeah, I, I struggled with a couple Different jaw was definitely on my short list. Harrow, obviously, like he just he captures eyeballs yeah. easily. <laughs> and but I'm going with uh the number three pick to the New York Knicks. Uh Ooh. a Duke guy, 
RJ Barrett. And and this is someone who look, this is someone who was used to the spotlight. He was the number people I don't know, I'm just saying people forget so I sound smarter. <laughs> but people forget everyone's forgotten that he was he was ranked higher than Zion coming yeah. out of high school. He was the number one guy, Gatorade player of the year. Canadian which, Canadian guy. Uh not humble brag, but I got to see him Shout play out a lot in, in uh in FIBA tournaments and he's a grown That's ass so dude. Sick. He's led the national team uh for years now and, and this is a guy who's seen big games but and he, he led Duke in scoring. We talked about yeah. Zion's scoring yeah. ability. He, he led them in scoring yeah. last year. Yeah. He scored more points per game than Zion. Mm. And he... Could he, hit those free throws. The youngest player yeah. of all time. We're just going to skip that That's really painful. Uh, he, he was the youngest player um, of all time to score 20-plus uh, points in his uh, debut against Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. So far, they uh, he's been starting over Kevin Knox. They're so really people thought they were going to be the Knicks. I mean, really heavy at the power forward position. Yeah. It's weird, man. They are, but they're almost too heavy at the guard position too. He's taking because they have RJ playing guard. And he's almost taking minutes from Dennis Smith, um, and then at the forward position because he's kind of a tweener. He's taking minutes from Kevin Knox as well. So he's got a lot of competition, but he stood out. So far, and and he's playing really well. Oh yeah, he's leading them in scoring. Um, obviously on a bad team, you you take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, I mean that that would be my choice for sure. But it's been a fun rookie class. I guess we'll look forward to when uh, Zion mm-hmm. is back, and we can kind of uh, you know take take another glance at, yeah. at the rookies. My uh, Tyler Harrow jersey should be in my next week. Are you serious? I will be after this oh podcast God. is done. <laughs> I love trying to make I an guess. order. I'll hop yeah. on that. Okay, <laughs> and. So when we were preparing for this podcast, I, I wrote down the question, should the Warriors tank? Now, this was a few days ago. Yeah. Yesterday. A lot Steph, happened, yeah. Steph Curry broke. Well, it was determined that Steph Curry broke his left hand. Uh, and honestly, when he went down, a lot of people just thought it was like a bad sprain or something. And and now it looks like he's going to be out for a, a severe uh, period of time. Of time. Yeah. And so I'm asking you guys, should the Warriors tank? And I'm going to give you guys – I now, this is actually a, a stat that I'm 70% sure is true. But I believe – You mean you made it up or you just don't know where you got it from? Or No, no, no. I'm, I don't think – no, it, it's not quite the stat. So I believe the 99 Bulls were the first team to win a championship oh, and, and then, then not make the playoffs. Okay. Uh, obviously, the Warriors didn't win the championship last season. But yeah, it's, it's the first it's, time since that situation – uh, has even even been close to happening. They'll be the first team to be in the finals oh, and then you. miss the playoffs. Uh, I believe. Fact check me, and I'm I'm quite sure I'm right yeah, on this. Gary's all over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. So you're right. obviously, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. So obviously, that's that's a huge drop off for a team that was one of the greatest dynasties we'd really ever seen for years. Yep. So what what do you guys think, Draymond? After Sunday's loss, uh, not to be crass, quote. We f- suck right now. So, do you, what are you guys thinking in terms of should this team honestly just tank, tank for Lamelo Ball? What, what, <laughs> what are you thinking? What do you well, think? No, on that one. Yeah. Uh, but the very first thing I thought is that I forgot that they. Well, obviously, I knew they traded their first to get D'Angelo Russell, and I didn't know what the protections were. So the th- first thing I was thinking is like eh, maybe that's a bad idea because mm-hmm. I don't know if they had their pick, but they do have it between. 
first and 20 and then it becomes like a 20 25 second which is hilariously far down the road yeah so obviously like wouldn't be a bad idea like instead of just making like maybe grinding to be an eight seed when steph's yeah. back and then yeah. you give like the 21st pick away like it just doesn't yeah. i mean they, they stink mm-hmm. like, kevin o'connor and nate duncan i've written down here they both tweeted and those are two really you know they're not uh hot take guys sure. those are two really rational uh journalists and they both said that d'angelo russell might be the worst defender in the league right now well, and I, he literally looks like he's stuck in mud he could get scored on by almost any any player that's in a regular rotation. Like if it's the yeah. eighth man, you can target. Okay, Russell. here's a little test for you guys. Mm-hmm. Could KCP score on him? Oh, oh no, 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 no. He can't no, 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 score on anyone. Okay, that's good to know. And we've I, so I had a lot of faith in them making maybe a fourth or fifth seed. Um, because I I kind of looked at the roster. Mm-hmm. And we were laughing, but I, I said, "Oh, they have Alec Burks, they have Willie Collins, Stein, <laughs> Kevon Looney, obviously plays out." But Alec yeah, Burks. we were saying Alec Burks is the type of guy where like he's a decent player, yeah. and he's the type of guy you trick in, into, uh, you trick yourself into thinking, "Oh, he's a, he's yeah. an impact guy. He, he's another you know, Jeff Green. He, he did. So, he's Jeff Green light. Like, yeah, he did, yeah. He did some stuff for the Jazz a few like, years I'm ago. Glad he's on my side. Yeah. But uh, he's not really nothing. turning the dial that much. But in combination, you know, <laughs> you get uh, Collie Stein back, you get Looney back. Um, and I thought, well, you know, those are all – those are three defensive-minded guys and, and guys yeah. who can rebound for them, which are two of their, their biggest deficiencies right now. Uh-huh. But, I mean – Without staff exactly. for an extended period of time. And like time. with Steph, we, we saw they could score. Like they put up a bunch yeah. of points on the Clippers, but they also got scored like 140 yeah. something. Like they're third last in the league in points against. Like it just... keeps seeming more and more like uh, Clay is just not going to be back this year either. So it, yeah. it, at this point, it, like, it's just like shut them down. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that probably makes the most sense. Just yeah. give them the entire year off that gives them, what, 16 months yeah. between injury and his next game to really get locked in and back in shape. And I know the Warriors were kind of the big bad villains of the league but how part of me is you know it's kind of sad to see oh, sure. the go, uh, the end of yeah. an era to go down like this well, exactly yeah. it's, it's <laughs> a sad way. way to to happen but um especially you know you see durant go down in the playoffs he sure. didn't just yeah. leave it was so uh injury prone that that sparked yeah. this but yeah i guess a lot of uh, both of us might have the warriors uh in terms of the teams that have surprised us most of the season negatively so i'll ask you guys besides the warriors maybe Who's the biggest surprise in kind of these messed up standings right now? Because we're early. Teams are all over the place. It seems like every team uh, in the West is 3-1 and one right now. Um, so I guess who has surprised you most so far? Beer, I'll start with you. Okay. Uh, mine's the Pelicans. Obviously, they lost Zion, but I think like I was high on the Pelicans in our preview podcast. Negatively, and- you mean? Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, I was mainly high on them because I think Zion's going to be good, but I really like the roster around Zion, and I didn't think that he was the like be all end all for them being a good team this year. Yeah, with Drew Holiday, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram's looked really good, but they just they're zero and four. Zero and four. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't really. It's kind of a surprising start. I know. I think both of you guys were pretty high on the Pelicans coming in to the year as well. Oh, very. No, yeah, I, yeah. I was totally on the same page because they they played with such a style. Like I've said before. And I still do agree that they're playing at a fast pace. They play with a style that fits uh, Elvin Gentry's um, sort of offensive game plan. Uh, they uh, like you know Lonzo has been good on defense. He's been if you look at the advanced analytics, he's he's been one of the best at creating turnovers. But 
Yeah, I'll, like I mean, at the end of the day, they're zero and four. Yeah, the, it's a disappointing start for sure. But again, they're a young team. If I'm a Pelicans fan, uh, I'm feeling definitely uh, better about them than than a handful of other teams, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they're a disappointment for sure. How about you, Coop? What have who have you seen that it, positively or negatively? Yeah, um, mine's negative, and it's kind of <sighs> prefacing something that we talk about later about being wrongest about. Yeah, um, I know you <laughs> bring this up later, but. Um, what are the Kings up to? Yeah, yeah. it's me too. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. You know yeah. what? Let's let's talk about the Kings right now. Yeah. I have a lot to say about them. Sure. You, do you want to go in on them? Because I well, like just going into it, I think we were all pretty pretty high on one De'Aaron Fox because I mean we were all I I said and I do stand by it still, but mm-hmm. I said that this kid is a guaranteed star. Yeah, I thought you. I still think he's going to be a perennial. Like this was all-star. the year where he would really start to show that. Yeah, and the team start as a whole would start yeah. to show it, and they. Yeah, they went, they really came in and they approached free agency with a very overconfident attitude because they kind of basically said with the way they spent their money that our young players are good enough. We've drafted enough good players that we can just pay a bunch of veterans (laughs) a ton of money. And and that's sort of our playoff team. They gave Harrison Barnes a big contract, for example. That's the one I look at and think that you obviously looked at him and thought, this is the final piece to add. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they didn't do a perfect job. You, yeah, you nailed uh, De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Yes, you traded for Buddy Heald, and yeah. that was that was fine. That was a solid trade sure. to fit beside him. But look, I love Marvin Bagley. You picked Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, literally. Like yeah. you, you messed up. Yeah, fourteen uh, points a game. Papa Giannis. A lot of you were saying, "Who's that?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there are players like, who drafted and they, high. They played Portland, Utah, and Denver. They obviously lost to those three, which mm-hmm. are like which are tough matchups, but. I mean, Phoenix and Charlotte? Yeah. Well, the Phoenix <laughs> game, and, well, and the Charlotte game most yeah. recently, but the Phoenix game was the one where I, I was so, I was taken aback. I couldn't believe, and I can't believe, it really, it actually gets me a little... Upset right now? You're kind of... Li- yeah, I'm a little, right yeah. Made them a little frustrated, because they play so slow. They were third in pace last season, and you look at them and think, that's how you win games with this yeah. team. You have, uh, most likely the fastest point guard in the entire NBA. And it's not yeah. even like De'Aaron Fox has an Ish Smith sort of speed where he's just fast. Like, he knows how to no, use no, he it. he knows how to like, control <laughs> himself. This is, like, yeah. the number one point guard that I would pick uh, in the league if I were drafting a team right yeah. now to, like, lead yeah. a fast-break-driven team. He's exactly. so quick. He's meant to play quick. And they're 24th in the league in pace. Him and Buddy Hill, I think, are averaging just 16 points a game. Like, Crazy. it's just not enough. Well, because cause you're not going to get your best shots yeah. in the half court. If you're not, if you're playing slow, they're going to have to work harder for their points. For sure. And, and that's not your style. That's, that is not, not their your style. Team. Like, also, Buddy, Luke Walton's not the tactician that's going to be, like, breaking down. Is he the most overrated coach in the league? <laughs> I mean, I don't even think he's rated highly. I think people, <laughs> I, I think people I think get he it. he was. I think people are starting to. Because he was. Look, we, we talked about uh, Steve Kerr and the Warriors. That Warriors yeah. year, that weird year where Luke took over the team. Yeah. And they obviously got off to a ridiculous start. Well, yeah, you had an incredible <laughs> roster. You had one of the best uh, MVPs of all time in your league. Like, or on your team yeah and so you point to that and say that got you a job on the lakers and that got you a job on the kings like how many jobs can yeah how can many games get you 30 <laughs> games get you i've never seen someone squeeze so much juice out of 30 <laughs> games he squeezed two separate career revivals <laughs> out of 30 games uh, someone's got to tap him on the shoulder and be, oh luke oh, by the way not, not for you the guy right in front of you is really f- Fast. He's really fast. Now I want to think about someone in the NBA who squeezed more out of 30 games. 
I, I, I uh, swear, I don't know if there was like a more perfect situation because he felt so groomed for that fresh Lakers job. And and then he was just uh, gone. So, I you know what, Coop? I, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah. I had that on my, take the a breath, team dude. I was oh, most I, wrong about. Yeah. I figured out the answer. Oh. It was uh, Matthew Dellavedova in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Made himself $40 million uh, for, I think, yes. 12 games. So. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a good, good, that's that's a good counter. Um, so, you guys talked a little bit about... Uh, well, I, I just mentioned what I was most wrong about. You guys talked about yeah. uh, the sort of your disappointments. I was dead wrong about the Heat. Or not the Heat. I was dead wrong about the Kings. <laughs> as, and as, were, as were you. So, let's kind of pat ourselves on the back. What were we most right about so far? Because, look, we're wrong about some stuff. Mm-hmm. But we know what we're talking about in most regards. So I'd like to think so. What, <laughs> what did we nail so far? Obviously, it's early. But just looking at the landscape right now. Beer, what were you right about in well, your preview? I just wanted to do one as a whole for all of us. Okay. okay. Yeah. We knew the Bulls stunk, and they stunk. I mean... They, the Bulls who were who they thought Uh-oh. we were. <laughs> like, I mean, the Bulls are the team I we did it wrong yeah. and you did it wrong. So we're not yeah. we're struggling a little and bit. I just, but I but know what I was we're doing about as well as the Bulls have. They're one in four right now, and they won their first game. And I remember, I remember thinking I was a little worried. I thought. Um, off that like, one game, you thought like. Well, I thought like, oh, they, they looked. Did you, you get know, a text from that person that said you were too hard on the Bulls? I <laughs> know. Uh, no, I got no message back. But. Um, they also had a good, com- like, competitive two quarters against the Raps, and then I yeah. thought, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, if they like again, they have young talent. We talked about Lowry Markinen. Yeah. After that first uh, game, so we talked about how they stunk in the previous. Yeah. And you said you said what did you say about Zach Levine? Possibly the scoring champion. The scoring champion. I'm gonna stand by that. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'm, I refuse. I refuse. Yeah, you look real confident off. on that right now. Yeah. <laughs> For, it's an audio recording, so you can't see. But I'm hunched over and I'm looking a little shameful. Yeah. It's not rolled a, up in a ball. It was a. Yeah, it was a bold prediction. But beer. So okay, if we want to keep piling on what I was wrong about, yeah, Zach Levine <laughs> might not be the scoring champion. Speaking of Zach Levine, he yeah. went on Zach Lowe's podcast, The Low Post, and it was forty minutes of propaganda about how great Jim Boylan was. Oh, yeah. And then Zach goes, "Yeah, Jim Boylan uh, came up to me before this and like talked about how great your your guys' relationships is." And it's like, well, that that means it's not good. If yeah, he has yeah. to come <laughs> up to you and like and beg a reporter yeah. to say that they have a good relationship. Everyone clearly still hates Jim Boylan. We talked about obviously the Bulls stink. Um, and what else were you right about though, Beer? Um, I think I like the Heat a little bit more than you, you did. guys did going into the year. I had yeah. Spolstra as a coach of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam Autobios looked really good on he defense. Looking, he's good. looked really good. Yeah, yeah I kind of thought that that summer stuff with the USA team was a little blown up portion, yeah. but yeah, he looks great. It helps though. Yeah, I mean, it keeps sure. you in shape more than anything, right? Yeah. Right. Um, obviously they get Jimmy Butler back. Harrow's look great as Carson mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And and obviously uh also you look at uh Nunn who yes. who went undrafted yeah. and he's leading them in scoring right now. Mm-hmm. I I believe he's actually tied uh it's like 21.2 points exactly with Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. But but still he's a filthy lefty finisher. He can he shoot the the ball from deep and you look at their roster. And I'm just going to list out their a little bit of their roster because I like you you watch them and they're going deep, but you don't realize quite how many players they have to really choose from. And obviously, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Tyler Harrow, James Johnson, Derek Jones Jr., Myers Leonard, hmm. uh, Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olynyk. And Dion Waiters and Justin. When they get Dion Waiters back, like oh sure, my yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll throw Dion <laughs> in there too. <laughs> yeah, so 
Yeah, that may honestly be their downfall <laughs> yeah, is when Dion returns. returns. But they have a lot of like real names in the Deeper lineup. Deeper than I thought. A yeah. decent amount of young guys, a lot of forwards in there. But but regardless, they're a fun team to watch, really well coached. And yeah, I get, you nailed it. I honestly really didn't hear that much heat talk either before the season. I really think you were a li- not on an island and you weren't saying they're going to be a championship team because they're not. But... Yeah, they're they're a fun team to watch, and they're definitely a playoff. Team. I'm a visionary. Is that <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit like <laughs> Kanye, easy, yeah. easy. <laughs> uh, how about you, Coop? Are you ready? Yeah, about? mine's uh, mine's not too spicy, but um, I'm gonna go with the Jazz. Uh, Jazz came out yeah. looking pretty good. They're four and one right now. Their only loss was to the Lakers, yeah. uh, which was a good game. Uh, like we were talking about in the preview, they're looking really good defensively. Um, they have the lowest points points against in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's looking pretty solid. I think he's averaging around 24 points a game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we expected they'd be a, a, a top-tier team this this season, and with the addition of Mike Conley, I think they're, they're looking pretty sharp. Yeah, he is such a a good fit with them, and it's, I don't know, it's it's it kind of still looks like they're getting used to how to integrate Conley with Gobert like they're yeah. it's kind of still a weird fit because I don't know he seems like he's kind of used to playing with a Marcus Saul and and to make my dad happy even like a Jonas Valanciunas who you can, <laughs> who's yeah. just been getting baptized to open the year just absolutely oh he's been, been getting dunked on left and right but, every single you know night. someone who can actually kind of First like ballot. put in a, a baby a baby hook <laughs> and and do something for you but um yeah I, I mean yeah I, I would also say that I was I was right with yeah. the Jazz as well like they and they had a lot of they were kind of an, an, a an safe, easy pick, yeah. a safe team to pick because they have a lot of play. But you're betting on a young guy like Donovan yeah. Mitchell to really lead them in scoring, and 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 he's done that thus far. I'd say the team that I was most right about, and I don't. This is something I'm not happy to be right about. I like um I like to kind of troll some fans. Bulls fans are are I don't know. It's just funny to me. <laughs> Suns fans too. It's I mean, kind of sad. It's yeah, self imposed. Yeah, yeah, but. Pacers, I, I I feel bad about their team being uh, this this bad. They got a win over Brooklyn on Wednesday. Uh, unconvincing to me. They they because they, look, they've lost to Detroit twice and the Cavs. Um, and they've almost. They already played Detroit twice. What a weird like scheduling thing. I know. Just, yeah, just Detroit, Cleveland, back to back Detroit then, to start a year. No, not even back to back. Detroit. Cleveland and then back, back to Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a weird that'll, that'll make a man want to quit basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? A, oh my god! I didn't even realize you got. A, we got a great road trip coming up, guys. A uh, Detroit sandwich with Cleveland uh, as your main course in the middle. Oh my god, that is that is a gross. lot of grace, guys. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, but yeah, look, they they look injured. Malcolm Brogdon uh, has actually played better than I expected him to, and uh, Demontis Sabonis. He's averaging over 20 and 10 right now. He's having a really good year. But I think that actually just really comes down to someone needing to put the ball in the bucket. A lot of people are kind of praising TJ Warren coming in as being like, oh, this will be a a nice addition for them. But he's someone who's only played on really bad teams. I mean, uh, yeah. Some of the worst, actually. Yeah, like yeah. he was a Suns guy forever, Suns and again, guy. that's yeah. another that's another product of someone literally needs to like a team is going to put up eighty five points. Someone's got to put in twenty of them. TJ <laughs> yeah. Warren happened to be that guy for a couple seasons, uh, and yeah, now he looks like teams actually need to focus on him a little bit because they're such a shallow team. And and look, I wish I was wrong. I, I Indiana, I think, has great fans, um, but yeah, I think they're going to be horrible this year. Uh, in terms of what we were most wrong about, though. Uh, we already went over the, the Kings. The we Kings, were all wrong yeah. about that. 
Um, do you have anything else, Coop? I don't. That How was uh, that was doubling down on the mine games. was my Draymond Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. yeah, and it's not even really based on Draymond. I think it was kind no. of a stupid pick then, based on what I thought about, about the, Warriors the Warriors from the yeah. start of the year. They're just not going to be good enough yeah. for him to have any chance. Well, to win. you, I you think, addressed that at the time. Yeah, right? but yeah, it's just not a smart pick. I think mm. he's still going to have a really good year defensively. But yeah, you just—it's one of those awards where you have to have a good team defense as well mm-hmm. as be outstanding on defense individually. What worries me though about Draymond is, first of all, he has no, like, there's no off button on him. He's not gonna like you could say the Warriors are gonna tank, and Draymond is not gonna go out there and be in tank mode. So I agree, but he also didn't get into shape until like three months left sure. of the season last for year. For sure, so, yeah, like, I yeah. Think he but I think once he's on that court, he's going to be, like, diving for loose balls. Yeah. He's going to be good. So what worries me is, like, well, what you just said. He's not someone who's in shape. He's not someone whose game is going to age very well. And so it's a little sad to me uh, that we're going to waste a Draymond yeah. year. Yeah. Like, how many, not even great years? Honestly, I think I look at guys like him and Russell Westbrook, and I think those are two guys that are going to have a ridiculously uh, sudden drop off, like where you go from for being, almost like opposite reasons, like, too, right. which is kind of uh, funny. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah. they're both so reliant on on not being injured. I think they're both gonna yeah. the, be have those injuries uh, pile up. So it does kind of make me sad that this is someone who is using every single year of their prime to chase a championship, and now this year is a bust. Little personal shout out for me. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Draymond, for his Michigan State tenure, getting his uh, jersey yeah, retired. Those, yeah. And putting in some yeah, of those years, going, shortening that career even he's more. Going, <laughs> going up in the rafters next month. So. Well, yeah. Uh, and in terms of, look, I, I was wrong about this, and I think I think a lot of people were. Like, come on. Who, I, I said, I, a little bit of this was I was getting energized. I was excited for the season, and I maybe said something ill-advised. <laughs> I said that the Timberwolves, without an injury, we're going to be a lottery team. Well, <laughs> no, they were undefeated until last night. And that is really all because of Carl Anthony Towns. He looks like um, this was, I wrote this down while watching the game. I don't even really know what this means, but he's <laughs> this is kind of playing like a big man, James Harden. But I think if you watch, you'll kind of understand. <laughs> I, I like he's hitting those. He's, he likes to step, step back. First of all, yeah. he's that really like herky jerky. Herky, little, that, little, those were the yeah. exact words I was going to use. <laughs> herky jerky uses the elbows really yeah. uh, sort of in a smart way while going yeah. to the basket, like sort of clearing, clearing out space. Way, yeah. um, and he, he looks I don't want to say stronger, but I guess he's using, he's always been enormous, but now he's yeah. starting to actually use that size. And, and he's been a dominant, I would honestly say he's the leading MVP candidate for a three and one Timberwolves team. Uh, in terms of Andrew Wiggins, who should be their number two guy. Um, <laughs> Canadian. Another, yeah, another Canadian. <laughs> we need to get a drop on that. We'll drop that yeah. for every Canadian. Yours mentioned. is a little too jarring. For my <laughs> yeah. Um, Look, I, I mean, I'm, I honestly, I don't want to say hate, but I hate Andrew Wiggins um, for a what he does for the Canadian um, <laughs> national team. It's, uh, but that's what another, another story. I think he, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not a fan generally, but I hate his game too. He's so athletic, and he just hucks up threes for years <laughs> now. At least this year, and look, he's still hucking up threes. He's still has uh, such a low Hoping they just basketball the IQ, but he's at least trying to get to the rim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's, it's honestly not really working. 
And speaking of Carl Anthony Towns, we actually, Caleb just got my attention with some very nifty <laughs> hand maneuvers from across the table. Um, <laughs> not my smoothest work. Uh, it was quite herky-jerky. <laughs> yeah, quite herky-jerky, one might say. And yeah, so, Caleb, what is the latest update on Carl Anthony Towns? And we're going to get into, I'll segue into the situation, give us the news on who's yeah, suspended. Yeah, so here. we can get more into it. They had a little scuffle last night. Carl mm-hmm. um, Anthony Towns suspended two games. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid suspended two games. No suspension or fine for Ben Simmons for his uh, no fine for his wow. choking. Oh my god, out that's, full, that's like, according to Shams. So we shall see if it uh, holds up. And let me just say something right now. We no, have no, don't be disrespectful to Shams. Goddamn trick or treaters at the door right now. <laughs> I want to. I don't even know. I kind of want to send. Let's send Caleb up there right now. Yeah. No, not we're trying it. to pod in here, idiots. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's mean as. F- <laughs> um. But yeah, last night, like like we were saying, I was about to mention right before that breaking news came up that the, obviously the first loss of the season that the Timberwolves uh, got delivered was from the Philadelphia 76ers. And there was a scuffle that uh, obviously took over the internet last night. Two gigantic humans. I can't remember the last time two guys of big that man, size yeah, got into a brawl in the NBA. Uh, Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, got into it. One punch was thrown. I didn't initially. I kind of thought this is like a soft, nothing fight. Uh, and then you look more into it. Carl Anthony Towns throws one punch. Yeah. Ben Simmons puts him in uh, I mean, full Nelson. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> full Nelson. Yeah. He cat throws taps. Throws it. Yeah. Cat taps, taps out. Did you see? And there's an angle. Yeah. Okay. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, look up the fight and look at all angles because when Ben Simmons has Carl Anthony Towns in the chokehold. Yeah. And you're seeing like it happening uh, from behind. Yeah, Cat is like paddling his feet, like he's doing a dog <laughs> paddle, and it is the funniest. Thing. And look, maybe it's not that funny. A man was being choked yeah. for God's sakes, but knowing <laughs> that everything worked out okay, Joel Embiid went for Cat's eyes. Like this was a full. Yeah, this it was, was an ECW. Like yeah, yeah it no was holds a, barred. No yeah. holds barred. Yeah. No holds barred. <laughs> and. Yeah, so uh, so obviously that's a that's a matchup that uh, I'm going to be looking forward to uh, next time they meet. But obviously, if you haven't seen sort of the social media aftermath, we're not going to go into it because some choice words were used, and we try to keep this PG-13 at most. But uh, yeah, look up Joel Embiid. Really, he took some low blows, um, yeah. and this is a man who has vowed to stay off. Uh, the social media drama this season. He said to Rachel Nichols before the season started. We're off to a good start. Yeah, off to a great yeah. start. Yeah, five <laughs> games, games in. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was an entertaining game. But I have two teams that I wanted to bring up to both of you uh, before we get into some rapid fire questions. Um, Brooklyn and Denver. Now, Beer, you're a huge Denver guy, and I'm someone who's I've watched a lot of Brooklyn this season for whatever reason. I wasn't. I loved how they played last year, but I wasn't watching a ton of Brooklyn games. I've caught almost every second of Brooklyn so far this season. And to me, they're both the most confusing teams in the league. Uh, and and I, I guess I'm asking first if you guys agree that these are two teams that are really tough to figure out right now. Um, or if this is kind of what you expected. And, and then maybe I'll give my justification for why I find them so tough to read. I think the Nuggets kind of still look like what I thought they were going to. They just mm-hmm. haven't played great two games in. It seems like Jokic clearly is not in the shape that he yeah. needs to be to it's a conditioning this, which clearly, is yeah. just so annoying that he <laughs> isn't. But well, I, I think his attitude is like 
he doesn't even want to be. Well, and he's he will still be. so good, yeah. even when yeah, he's not. But like, yeah. he needs to not. He needs to Put come into the year ready, ready exactly. not work himself into Especially shape the West during is the year. Looking like this, yeah. So yeah, like, you need more ready than every ever. game. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So honestly, I don't think I, I'm not super confused by them. I think they're going to be fine. I think it's just a little bit of a slow start. And but oddly enough, and I totally agree. But the weirdest part is the Nuggets. They they keep they keep starting slow. And then turn around at the end, which is weird if you're looking at like Jokic's uh, conditioning. You know, you think that he'd be exhausted at the end. Maybe he's just pacing himself through the games. But the, it's like one of the weird things, though, on. that I don't know if this might just be a little anecdotal and not actually representative of anything. But mm. them playing at altitude, their cardio tends yeah. to actually be better. So it could be. I'm not sure if this is exactly the case, but that they're sort of have better stamina than the other teams and are able to stay a little bit more yeah. engaged later into the game than other teams. Yeah, obviously. And they, yeah, I, I would generally agree. And they've uh, really played well on the road so far, uh, which has been, you know, they were b- below 500 last season on the road, which yeah. is crazy to think about. Um, but they're one of the best home teams in the league. Yeah, even when they didn't have great teams, they always had a pretty decent mm-hmm. home record because yeah. of that. Oh, exactly. The altitude is, and that's such a neat thing. I love that. But in terms of Brooklyn... Uh, it's so funny to watch them because they could be three and zero, or they could be they could literally be zero and three. It's funny. It comes I, down I saw to that comment. Four and shots. I actually had to check like which side of the, that spectrum are they on? Yeah, because like I, oh, exactly. I've seen like a bunch of I guess not full Brooklyn games, but a bunch of uh, I guess parts or quarters of it that I'll just like throw on and watch. And Kyrie will go off for like a ridiculous amount of points. It yeah. looks like he's just killing it, but they they end up losing. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're, I totally, I'm with you in terms of it's tough because Kyrie looks like he's playing so well. Exactly. But to me, it's the play style that's frustrating because they were so fun to watch last year and they were a little bit, obviously, of a surprise team. No, expe- no one expected them to be that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I don't I don't know about the Kyrie mood swings. There's conflicting reports. Like We don't obviously have any new information to add. No. We're not going to go into that. A lot of reckless stuff going yeah. on Twitter yeah. about that. Yeah. And I can only, we can only speak on what we see in the yeah, games. I haven't but talked to him in a while, so yeah. I can't, <laughs> yeah. can't report on that. And there's a, but there's a lot to go on just in terms of what you're seeing. And, and one thing that I uh, wrote down while watching their most recent game is that they would be a completely different team to me if they played a little bit more or if Kyrie specifically played more like Steph does and did with the Warriors just in terms of and it's such a simple thing in terms of giving the ball up mm. and then running around for uh 10 seconds half a possession <laughs> and getting the ball back and he what he does not it's it's so isolation heavy that it's yeah. frustrating to watch I think the only difference, obviously, is that Steph's, like, the best shooter of all time. So sure. the gravity that he pulls of other players around the court is a lot different. And I know, like, even going back to – I'm not sure how much this holds now, but Kyrie's never actually been the best catch-and-shoot three guy, which was, like, a big issue when he was on the teams with LeBron, and LeBron would have yeah. the ball late in games. So, yeah. But, I mean, if Kyrie starts running, you're probably going to fall. I, For sure. But, but I don't even mean – I don't even mean in terms of shoot. him – Yeah, I, yeah, I just mean I get it, in but, getting movement around. But even when – even if you don't necessarily have to go every over every screen because you're not worried about that Steph catch and shoot right off the rip, you can play it a little easier when you can cut under screens and still like stay in a pretty good spot defensively. I know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I do agree. Like it's a different. People will obviously no one, no one will ever be played <laughs> really the same no, way yes, as Steph no Curry, one ever, yes. right? Um, but I'm even talking about the way the Blazers play in terms of 
having uh, Lillard out there. Obviously, yeah. again, you yeah. look at Lillard, he's a better catch-and-shoot player. For but sure. He's yeah. giving the ball up, and yeah, he, he has a better two-guard to play with um, in C.J. McCollum than, than Karis LeVert. But at the same time, I literally just want to see... They have other good ball handlers, and it just feels like they're literally there to maybe spot I, up. I shoot. definitely agree that he that he would be better. I just don't think it would be like as big of a shift. Well, and that that goes back to they could be three and zero. So that shift really only needs to be eight possessions yeah. difference, and and they could be undefeated. But again, they're just. Maybe they're just working at the Kings. Like yeah, it's so to early. Say. Yeah, it is. And for very the record, early. we do play pickup basketball. Yeah, so, like, yeah, we, know so we do know what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, but I want to get into maybe a little bit of uh, rapid fire questions. Before we go, we're gonna maybe do this. Uh, maybe just three three rapid fire questions a week. Unless it flops. Oh yes, unless <laughs> yeah. it flops. <laughs> I really caught you off guard. literally didn't couldn't even imagine this flopping. <laughs> so I I need to imagine that scenario in my head. It's Still not possible. It. No, Ooh, it's not it's possible. possible. No, no, no. So <laughs> it's definitely possible. First things first. First, this. <laughs> first, first rapid fire of the year. The Kings were the were the NBA sweetheart coming in the season, but have fallen on hard times with an zero and three record so far. Guys, what's a time you were let down by high expectations? Beer, go ahead. Okay, so we have a friend, Charles. I don't think he'll mind us uh, naming him. Mm-hmm. He once. Yeah, he doesn't have a choice came down to London one time and got all excited about this movie that was coming out yeah. called Nerve. Ah. Carson was with me. He can add on to the story. Truly, so we went to said movie. Beer oh, always David forgets that I was there, was there and it's so uh. hurtful every time. Go ahead. My presence is memorable um, well enough, but okay, go ahead. I think you guys would agree. It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know where it ranks for you. Yeah, I mean, it might not be the worst movie I've ever seen, but in terms of how high the expectations the were coming that's in, that's the point. That's, I thought that's it was going to win an Oscar. Why did, based on coming? Like, why was my he so? Had he seen it prior? Why was he so? I think so he, no, has he, a crush on the actress. Oh, uh, we should Kelly? we should give a. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is the the worst part. Beer, you have said this, and I unfortunately have to agree. He has the best acting in that movie yeah, machine gun kelly machine gun kelly now you might say well machine gun kelly's not an actor mm, that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's not an actor a, a little context point. in the movie yeah. uh it's basically a game of truth or dare that exists on an app that involves people just consistently doing more and more life like altering and risking yeah Things to get over the world. virtual currency, kind of sucking back into a rewatch. No, do like a rewatch. It's a good well, Halloween. We'll show David for the first time. Watching, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to watch it for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Th- I like. You know what? I like that answer, and I can relate to it because I was there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but R.J. Barrett, we mentioned before, became the youngest rookie to score twenty plus points in his debut this past week against the Nets. Guys, tell me about your most impressive debut. Start with you, Coop. So my most impressive debut, you actually were all present for this. Uh, I think, hands down, the most impressive thing I've ever come into in just, I was an instant star, was catchphrase at Friendsgiving this year. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I had a little experience with the game, but I didn't let people know that. And uh, if if you don't know... so obvious, but yeah. Yeah, thanks for keeping us in the dark. The way the game goes around, you got this little like... um, I don't even know what handheld device yeah. looking bop it thing. It's it's similar to uh, like a charades yeah. or um, yeah any sort of like party guessing word association. Word game. association, yeah. exactly. And, and um, it's so funny. To, I'll tell you from my perspective, it is hilarious because Carson is a competitive guy 
And like Draymond Green, it's tough to turn that <laughs> off. Um, and you you were standing up and giving fervent well, if answers. You're not going to give it your all. Why? why I mean, why? why even go out? Yeah. I I you know what? But, I literally but, have no choice but to respect that. But the standing like, up doesn't really help in well, this. Well, it did because no one could was, hear me. So I had to. Ooh, I, I think like, it's just like across. I was kind of into it. You just had so much energy in your body. That's you need to stand up. And, and like honestly, of, yeah. sometimes in school too, if I'm working on like a group project with a with a table, I like to stand up. It was so impressive. It was ridiculous, and it it turned into everybody and you. Like no one was against you, but <laughs> yeah. when you have it yeah. and you're trying to get someone to guess, dude, literally there were 20 people in the room. Everyone just looked straight at you. And it's well, like, no one else it, matters. It, it, Carson's going to guess it They want a guy. It yeah. turned into, I was just playing with Carson because every time I got it, I just looked at him and just said things That's and all he would say it right away. Yeah. yeah. He, he guessed it first. And Gary, were you impressed? I was very impressed. You might have ruined like, the game now that I think about it. You well, like, broke it because you were too good. Yeah. Yeah, but like no one, I had to like try to get the energy no, up. Fine. No one was it's, playing. Dude, it's fine. Yeah. It worked out beautifully, but okay. you know what? That's, yeah, I yeah, didn't know, I didn't see that answer coming and that is objectively <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> I have kind of a hot take before we leave this topic. Yeah. I love it. I'm the king of saying the least words possible and getting people to guess it. Dude, I was dying. Ooh, you always. would say, so everyone, you're, there is no limit. <laughs> there is no limit to how many words you're allowed to say. You no. can say anything, You can say as many words I as you want. It, the only rule is like you, you, you can't, can't say, say the actual word yeah. or like wrong. Rhymes with, yeah. Um, and Gary would say, so let's say it was say one word. I, uh, like toothbrush. And you would go, um, mouth. Mouth. And then I'd yell and across then, the room, toothbrush! <laughs> yeah, uh, toothpaste, eating, uh, food, and he'd just kind of like make hand keep movements, going, like keep going. going. And he's like, dude, you have unlimited words left ah, to give. Dude. And, and you, you know, no, that's it. And he'd right. get it the get last it. second, pass yeah. it over to a friend's yeah. next yeah. lap, yeah. Yeah. and then he'd be stuck with it every time. It was yeah. despicable. Like clockwork. Uh, you guys can probably, you you would probably assume that my greatest debut would be something fraudulent, something that involves well, me being a fraud. And it was made up. And it actually started at, I, I think... It. I think it's I'm not I hot was, yoga. Is it? No, no, no. I I, I almost put hot yoga. I think I did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you did great. Um, Every time I looked over, you look. You look. I was. Sharp. Uh, yeah, downward dog. We talked about it on the bonus. It's episode. a little slippery. It's slippery as hell, yeah, my dude. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I I, I want to take uh, responsibility for not to bring a towel. For I told mat. you to bring yeah. like a sweat towel. Yeah. I did not tell you to bring That's like fine. a beach towel. That's fine. I, I, I realized after. I was like, Damn, that is. Caleb, a huge you're part. coming with me this Sunday. But my fit. Okay, I wouldn't say that was quite my most impressive. My. My most impressive was as a live piano, piano, piano? Uh, performer, a pianist, great, a, a pianist, yes, yeah. in first grade. And a lot of you, you're probably looking at me right now, Camille, oh, I didn't know you took piano. Didn't know you played? Didn't. I you did. did. I don't. Yeah. And there was, violin, a ta- there was a talent show. Violin was later. I played no oh, instrument okay, at this okay, point. Okay. Yeah. You played the violin? Yeah, I was, oh, in, I was slapped oh, exceptionally that's so perfect. mediocre. Um, oh, that's perfect. But at this point, I played no <laughs> instrument. And there was a talent show. And I remember that I, you know, I kind of felt left out that everyone had. Like, what... If you don't play a instrument, what are you possibly doing for a talent show in grade one? Well, I'm sure as hell not hopping on a piano and pretending to play it. Probably watching. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that would have been a great idea. Yeah. Instead, and it's actually crazy. I still remember the song that I made up. So essentially, I went up on stage. <laughs> well, he's riffing. And <laughs> riffed a song. Um, I be, I don't remember how long it was. It was probably so long, though, because you don't know when to stop Did when you're in grade one. they not screen these like, performances or acts? Yeah, but the difference between a grade one that knows piano and a grade <laughs> yeah, one that doesn't is a very point. thin line in <laughs> terms of how horrible it sounds. And yeah. do you want to know the name of the song? And I swear to God, I came up with this. And this is 100% real. I still remember the name of it. 
raindrops in june isn't that kind of beautiful <laughs> yeah, that is for beautiful. a grade one so you're obnoxious in grade one too <laughs> that's, for a grade that's one to, to come up with that's a little like that's a little beautiful here is raindrops in june wayne drops <laughs> in <laughs> <June. Yeah. laughs> um, I mean, you know he was just fine. scraping his hand <laughs> it wasn't like traumatic so it must have been for you. fine enough yeah you know if you were to do that now though in front of a crowd would that be traumatic like obviously, I'm way too <laughs> yeah. old to be plunking on random Here, keys. Yes. It was Wayne Dwops in June. I still, <laughs> I still say it the same way. Uh, all right, great answers, guys. Celtics rookie, uh, seven foot five inch tall, Taco Fall stole headlines this past week by, by being forced into concussion protocol due to hitting his head on what he called a low ceiling. I've seen you do that a few times. I've done it on... Recently, I've, actually. I've done it in uh, Beer's Basement, funny enough. As have I, two days ago. Guys, what's the weirdest injury you've ever experienced? You can give yourself or maybe someone you know. <laughs> Caleb, you start this one off. Oh, okay. All right, so uh, mine was kind of aggressive. I we were hopping a fence for an undisclosed not not a sketchy reason. It was but, a party animal, my dude. Yeah, we this were hopping a, a yeah. fence. Um, party back in the day. Yes, in mm-hmm. grade twelve, mm-hmm. maybe the summer summer going into grade grade twelve. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a chair that was being used to hop this wrought iron fence, and I went up onto said chair, and the chair slipped. And I thought you. The way I remember it in my head, the chair broke. It might have. I'm not completely sure. <laughs> really you really matter. had to rub uh-huh. salt no, the wound. I, <laughs> oh, didn't uh, you crush the chair though? Wasn't <laughs> it not like? Didn't it not slip though? Didn't you break, Did you break it? it? Not like All Charles right. though when he was steaming. Oh my uh, yeah. So anyway, however it happened, I had a wrought iron pole about four inches into my uh, mm-hmm. quad, and I was just stuck up there. And I don't want to say the funniest part of this story, but the part that. Yeah, the funniest, the funniest part of this part. story yeah. Yeah, is that funny. still to this day, when you see a fence of a similar nature, you you cold you, sweats. You act like you came back from the war and you're seeing like flashbacks. <laughs> and you go, well, <sighs> the weird no, the weird wow. part. I'm not wow. still hits me. I'm not trying to sound like a hero here, but I had had enough. Uh, well, you're not, so don't worry. Yeah, about no, it. yeah, no, but I had had enough. <laughs> drinks if that's allowed to be said in this podcast where oh, i wasn't uh, really like worrying about the whole situation yeah, which sure. which the doctor told me later Do i get phantom pain very much quad? should have been <laughs> worried about the situation <laughs> do you get phantom pains well answer the question i'm not answering that okay question. well, okay, well plead the fact. he does yeah, yeah. uh but my friend Michael, it can't be brought up to him because he looked into the wound yeah. and he it just can't. He looks like That's he's going to throw up every single time. That's gross. Yeah. That is a weird injury. And at the same time, uh, a, a very bad injury. I think probably the most extreme that we're going to get. Supposedly close to uh, the old artery. So hey, how bad How bad do you think bursting a leg artery is? Uh, you well, die. That, that is the artery. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you just die. That specific one he's referring to, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Is, yeah. Is like, that's like it's a game changer. That's the that's one. the get. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's I didn't know right. that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Pretty okay, good. I I haven't finished Grey's Anatomy, so I wouldn't know that yet. Uh, you know what? So I my... so I hope I haven't said this on the podcast, but I have a weird one. Um, <laughs> and and Beer doesn't. I don't. I don't know if Beer or Coop knows. I know Gary. Gary knows. But when I was, um, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 years old, just starting out on the bike. It's important to it's important to know that I was an idiot uh, until yeah. about still now. So <laughs> I, I I don't even know what could have possibly caused me to think this, but I'm biking home 
from not very hanging well. with friends. And I and I think to myself, I wonder how how long I can bike with my eyes closed. And what? and the problem with that game is there's really only one possible well, ending. Well, it's not a game. <laughs> well, it was a game to me. And and the only ending is crashing. Like I don't know how I possibly thought that game was going to end. Like I just get home, open my eyes and like somehow I'm in your driveway. I have, like superhero powers, like my senses guided me home. Um but I ten? Wait, you still have training wheels at this point, though, right? Uh, no, no. I okay. There is okay. We're gonna address. Oh, you're on the you're on the trike. Okay, you're so trike. Carson and Caleb, for some reason, think I can't bike. No, no, no. Well, no. That's I know what, you couldn't bike, Caleb. Yeah, I literally we went swimming in your pool like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to wear water wings on your arms, <laughs> your mom makes you put two on your ankles. So it's just <laughs> four limbs and you're floating on your back. And sure you're, we... Mom, can I please put my feet on the ground? She says, no, no. Kill. you remember what happened last time. We don't want to talk about no, last No, no, we, <laughs> we don't. So I uh, think... So uh, yeah, and those, those and you early know what? October before, swims, nothing like them. Before people, uh, <laughs> before people uh, keep talking about my my exceptional biking skills, we're going to end the uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, they're called rapid fire questions. Nothing rapid about the answers. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing uh, rapid about that. But before we go, we want to start a new segment. At the end of each week, we're going to do our picks of the week. And so, how this is going to work is we're going to pick a competitive game that could easily go either way each week. We're each going to pick a team, and then uh, at the end of the season, we're going to calculate our records. And the person with the lowest record, we don't know what they're going to have to do, but we're going to we're going to pick some sort of uh, creative punishment of some sort that uh, maybe works on audio or that we can put on the the juncture page. Yeah. Uh, that is to be determined, but we're going to keep track of the records, and there will be uh, some sort of there will be a victor, is there a prize yeah. for the winner too. Yeah, I think I think okay. there should be. Yeah, and then middle person, just you're just in there. the middle. You're, you're getting middle. nothing. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and so this week's game is Jazz Clippers, um, and so they've played on Wednesday. Jazz took the win. No Kawhi Leonard though, which is uh-huh. obviously huge. a huge factor. So we're gonna go around the table and we're gonna pick our teams, and then next week we will update with the answers. So. Carson, yep. who are you taking off. jazz clips? I'm jazz going, at Clippers in LA. Yep, I'm going jazz. Going jazz. jazz. Yep. Hot team. Okay, Hot I respect team. it. Beer, who are you going? Okay, well, I am taking the Clippers. Okay. My main reason being Utah has a night off in LA prior to a Sunday Ooh, tip. Ooh, they I live like in it. Utah, Ooh. so I mean, a night in LA, like, there's just no chance. First that's time seeing not... alcohol in months. Okay, I like <laughs> yeah. it. I, mean, I am I also, uh, I am also going to go LA. I didn't even think about that factor, but. It could go either way. We'll update next week. I'm sure if you guys are following the NBA, then you'll of course know the victor of said game. But uh, that that does it for episode 6.0 of the Runamuck Podcast. A very very comprehensive mm-hmm. episode. We went through the Kanye album. We went Man. through pretty much the entire NBA. Uh, if you guys were disappointed with uh, a lack of teams being covered last week, well, you can't be this. You can't week. be this week. Uh, but thank you so much for listening uh, to episode 6.0 of the Runamuck Podcast. Do not forget to tune in to junctionmagazine.com to read our first issue if you have not yet and be sure to follow Juncture Magazine on Instagram. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Join us next Saturday where we'll cover more in the world of pop culture, music, and sports. Thank you and peace. Peace.